I'm Carrington J. Tatum, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a Star Podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help their cause. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. Hey, welcome to Cats Got Our Tongues. This is the University Star Sports co- uh, Podcast where my sports team and I talk about Texas State and Texas State athletics. My name is Jacob Rodriguez, and I'm the Star Sports Editor. I'm here with my boy, Sean Anchando, my first hire from the Star, and uh, one of my very good friends and reporters. What up? Uh, the stellar intro was brought to you by our lead contrarian and verified Texas State sports pres, Andrew Zimmel. The cool podcast logo was created by one of the star's insanely talented designers, Valkyrie Mata. Uh, shout out Valkyrie. Uh, I can't draw or do anything creative like that. Uh, pretty much yes. all I can do is write and uh, talk smack from time to time. So that's why I'm here. It looks great. I really like it a lot. It was a lot better than our other uh, logo, which was pretty much the basic tech uh, U-Star logo. So I'm happy about it. It feels like a real podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. We're in the big studio now, too. Aside. With only two of us. Two of us. <laughs> own the whole thing. Yeah. It, um, yeah, so you're going to talk about baseball? Yeah, let's go ahead and kick things off with baseball. Uh, I would venture to say, Sean, that our baseball team is doing quite well this season. Uh, the Bobcats are currently 19-10 and 10 on the season. Pretty good at defending the home park with a 9-4 and four record at home. I was upset when the Bobcats came back from their three-game stay at Appalachian State. Uh, their six-game win streak perished at the hands of the Mountaineers. Uh, but I guess that's kind of another story because last night we were reminded that you cannot spell nutsack without UTSA as the Bobcats beat the Roadrunners 14-1 to at home. And I haven't really stopped smiling because of all the memes and just, you know, sports talk that's happening on Twitter and everything else. Yes, I, I think it's pretty hilarious how the UTSA, it's, it's like all their, all their good sports programs aren't doing very well. Like football, they were awful last year, um, even though they beat uh, us in football, uh, Texas State in football. Basketball, not very good. We beat them in that. Um, and then baseball, they just get destroyed 14 to 1. Like it, it's, it, some guy, I was making fun of him because he was saying, he was trying to make fun of people from Texas State. Like, he was like, at least people at UTSA, they get to live in the best city in the nation. I was like, really? You think San Antonio is the greatest city in the nation? That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. I live in Austin. I, I would rather live in Austin than San Antonio. I know people that are listening to this are from San Antonio, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I went on a little tangent right there. Enough of, yeah, Charles Barkley, San Antonio hater, verified. Uh, the Bobcats will play host to the Detroit University Trojans for a three-game series. The Trojans are riding a 14-14 and record at the moment. Sean, what do you feel about our chances going into the series? Um, I, I mean, I, I feel good about this team. Like, we got some good hitters. So, um, I, I mean, you, you, it's just like every college baseball team you got. You got one really good pitcher. So, Garrett Herman's doing pretty yeah, well, right? Yeah, he's doing right? pretty well right now. Um, he's three, his record's three and one. So, I, I, I mean, I like our chances, like, when in, going into the, uh, more of the Sunbelt play. Um, and then I think... Uh, next month they go and play UT, which will be a really tough game. But that's also will show how this team uh, 
how they can measure up against national talent. So that that could be really interesting. They're going to have a home and home later on. I'm, I'm going to try to go to uh, either the one here, one in Austin, but that that should be really interesting. And also, it could it's going to probably be on Longhorn Network, so you'll get a lot of uh, national coverage. You, uh, you never know. You, they they can they can shock the world, and I, I think this team has the hitters to do that. And I want to remind everybody that this is still quote unquote uh, rebuilding year, mm-hmm. rebranding year. Uh, so it's just very I guess I was caught a little bit by surprise at how fast the baseball team picked up again from where it left off last year, losing yeah. a bunch of seniors and a lot of talent. And uh, one of those people is very talented. Didn't we didn't lose last year, but is having a great career with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, Can I go ahead definitely. and read off the stats, Sean? Well, so Paul Goldschmidt, who's just going nuts right now, he's he's currently hitting at around a 300. He has a 300 batting average. He's hit six home runs. Like, um, I was I was actually in um, a electronic management class, and I was watching the um, – I was on the ESPN app. Just not – I was taking notes, and I was also – watching the Cardinals play. That's my NL team right now until Goldsch- as long as Goldschmidt's there, I'm going to watch Goldie every time. That guy is fun to watch. Um, so definitely shout out to Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, just really good. Texas. State, it, it just seems like athletics at Texas State are all trending up. So that's all a good thing. All, all like the, the major sports programs, like football, seems like it's trending up. We got Dick Spavitol taking over. Basketball, of course, um, who played, who went twenty four and ten this year. That's trending up. And then baseball, look, baseball, they're doing great. So I think we have a lot of things to look forward to. And from an alumni standpoint, yeah, it's just alumni, great yeah. to see that you know someone from our baseball program made it yeah. big and is doing well. So, yeah. Also, in this week's issue specifically was softball, and they're back. You know, they're back. They're back. Nineteen and fifteen on the season, coming off of a sweep against Georgia State. Uh, the softball team is riding a nine-game win streak, and we'll be playing the 11th-ranked Texas Longhorns at UT tonight. Ooh. so That could be interesting. Bit of a slugfest going on, <laughs> I hope. Um, but, yeah. you know, any team that Kat Osterman has her hands on is going to be coached and going to be coached well. Obviously, Ricky cool Woodward coach has a to lot have. to... What a cool coach to have. <laughs> I, I imagine that makes a world difference in recruiting. Oh, yeah. I, man, I would, you want to come play? Yeah, I'll try it out. San Marcos. Yeah. Oh, really? It has like a river and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. And Cat Osterman's also there. Yeah. What? Awesome. Did Did you see the um the the interview with uh I think it was Brian London's parents who he's talking about? I haven't seen it, but that's all my Twitter feed has been. It's, it's just, just people quote tweeting it with, "Wow, this is great. This yeah. Is, what a what a world for marketing to be in. It's cool. Like he was talking about his. I think that's his dad. Yeah. The yeah. original Belo. So he was like saying he he was saying how where uh, San Marcos is stuck between Austin and San Antonio. I know I kind of trashed San Antonio earlier, but it's also San Antonio is a great city. I'm 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 just messing around, um, but and he's saying San Marcos is a beautiful college town with a river, a freaking river going through. I think that's what he said, and I think it's it's gonna be a great uh, recruiting if you're trying to get people to come over here and they see how beautiful the campus is, and they see that we're gonna start winning because I think the football team is gonna start winning. I'm not saying they're going to win like 10 games like what Coach uh, uh, Everett Withers said when he first got hired. <laughs> That's a career mistake. Yeah. Career mistake. I, I think, yeah, I think realistically, they're, I think they're going to win more games than last year. Maybe five games. And like that's that's a little kind of, I don't know, like the Sun Well, Belt, SB Nation, Bill Connolly, you know, he, they mm-hmm. projected that we'll win 
four or five? Yeah. I can't remember the exact statistic on my head. But one of our reporters, Colton McWilliams, is writing like a statistical analysis and comparison Mm -hmm. using the S&P projections and also an interview with Jake Spavadol. So that'll be in an issue coming out soon. Ooh, that should be good. And you actually kind of brought me organically to our next kind of topic here, Sean, Mm -hmm. too, which is the spring game and things to watch for. And, you know, I'm the sports editor. I have to pay attention to sports. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job. But another thing I get to pay attention to quite frequently, courtesy of the athletics department, of course, is food. And uh, immediately, I was just scrolling through my Twitter, you know, hanging out, and I saw, came across the, the Texas State Athletics Twitter account, mm-hmm. TX State Bobcats, at TX State Bobcats, plug, you're welcome. <laughs> Throw me a dollar every now and then. But they gave out a list of reasons to attend Texas State football spring game, April 13th, by the way, 6 p.m. at the stadium, of course. Uh, number one, it's free and open to everybody. So that's media across the board. Mm-hmm. Us, we already have you know press passes and stuff. Yes, but whatever. <coughs> Two, start off the Jake Spavadol era. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's a fair point, I guess. Yeah, fine. Yep. And three, another tailgating opportunity. The West Side lot starting at two p.m. Uh, so that's fun. Tailgates are supposed to be big. I know Jake Spavadol was talking to a bunch of Greek organizations trying to get fan presence and fan engagement out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number four, and my favorite, is pregame crawfish and shrimp boils. Open to all the fans. For free? For free. What? Open to all the fans. Oh, man. It's in a tweet, 128 retweets, 269 likes. Just think about what Jake Spavadol is doing right now. I don't, know if this, if this, I don't know if this is all his, his uh, idea, but you got to give him the credit. He's a head coach. He's going to the he's going to the basketball games. He's going to the baseball games. He's doing crawfish. He's, he's well. I, first of all, I love Jake Spavadol. You know, from a yeah. Jake to a Jake. Yes, it's a great relationship. <laughs> but I don't know if we can give him entirely all the credit because Texas State has to do something different. It has yeah. to pull in a completely one eighty in order to you know just do better. So so you're giving some uh, uh, credit to Larry Tice. I I don't uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that, yeah. but you know obviously something's different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I think how angry the fans were. Uh, I I know I, I've I've just came over and this this is all new to me, but the relationship between Larry Tice and the alumni fans was non-existent. But maybe he he had a come to Jesus moment. Maybe he's like, all right, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And then starting right after, probably like early, maybe mid to late season for football. You know, mm-hmm. when that first letter like from the AD's desk came out, right? Yeah. And everybody was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then the whole Ever With It thing happened, uh, got fired, Jake Spavadol got hired. On my birthday, December 12th, mm-hmm. another release came out from the 80s desk, blah, 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 you know, kind of just like congratulating the, the seniors that were graduating that semester. Mm-hmm. Then today, April 3rd, 2019, what happens? Another message from our faithful athletic director, Whoa. Larry Ties. He's doing it. He's doing he, it. He's got a job. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's not, doing his job. Not not quite, uh, what's his name, the AD at, at UT. Um, he's really engaged with the fans. And I, I've always seen what he's doing and like how he, he did like the, I think the uh, Longhorn City Limits and all that kind of stuff. And he brings the fans in. And I was like, well, we could do something. Not like that because that, UT has an unlimited amount of money. But just like get the fans engaged. From what I heard, they have really good tailgates. I went to a game last year. There was no tailgates. So, like, I, I think I, the fans had given up. I went to the App State game. I was like, hey, maybe we'll, I'll see something cool. It, it just, 
it's going to be good to get these fans back in, in the beautiful stadium. I'm, I'm but it's all culture-driven, you know? So, yeah. like... No one wants to see a losing team. Exactly. Nobody wants to see a losing team, but, They're you know, we don't have many losing teams aside from football right now. Yeah. It's, like, the, the biggest black eye of our program, anything, you yeah. know, is football. And the fact that, I guess, the Southwest Texas era hasn't, like, left and people still presume Texas State, yeah. which is a or tier whatever research institution, and we're mm-hmm. doing great work over here, not to mention it is one of... Uh, Three accredited journalism programs in Texas. Oh, really? I didn't know UT. we were accredited. Yeah. <laughs> Texas State. Did more research yeah. when, I, when I came here. <laughs> and Denton. Those are the three. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, um, that's great. And like you, another, another thing to that point of bringing the fans in, there's a lot of alum where I live. Like uh, where, I'm, where I'm working at, I'll wear my Texas State hat. And people will stand there while I'm like taking orders because I work at a food truck. And they're saying, oh, yeah, um, just talking Texas State, talking basketball. I, I, talk about, I was like, I cover Texas State um, sports for, for the U-Star. And they're like, they're like, oh, cool. And they would like come and talk. Like, There's a lot of them. And if you start bringing those people, instead of going to UT games, you can go to Texas State games. And like, it's, it's all right there. Like, it's, they just need to start winning games. And I think they're in the, they're in the right position. They, hired, they got a home run for, for a coach. I mean, I'm I'm all over Jake Spavril right now. I'm I'm like he's he, I I think he's gonna be really good here. He got really good hires. The um the Bob Stitt hire was great. The, his brother coming in was also a really good hire and unexpected. Everybody unexpected. thought everybody thought he was gonna go to a much bigger school because he mm-hmm. deserves it. You know? Yeah, and he's like I mean we talked about this on the first podcast, but he's he has the perfect defense for um for this program. And it's kind of like the future of, of football is they, um, defenses aren't really seen as how many yards are you allowing. It's more of turnovers. How many times are you taking the ball from the other team? That's how football is seen as now because of how fast offenses are. And he, this is just – I think they're going to build something special here. And I, I, I think for the next three or four years, I think it's going to be something good. I'm excited. I know I'm, you are. Oh, I'm, I'm real excited. Unfortunately, I'm, I won't be here. <laughs> a brand of football yeah. that, you know, kind of tanked within the past two days was the Alliance of American Football, better Ooh, known as the yeah. AAF. If you have that app downloaded on your iPhone, delete it. <laughs> delete doesn't, it now. Doesn't mean anything. Um, so it happened. It finally happened. Uh, the Alliance of American Football, better known as the AAF, has ended. After eight weeks, eight weeks. Yes, the owner of the even after the owner of the Carolina Hurricane spent two hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> to help out and you know let people meet payroll one. and stuff like that. He got uh, robbed. Owner of the AAF and you know the league chairman Tom Dundon decided to suspend all operations yesterday, Tuesday. Crazy! It was just it's it was so unexpected. Uh, he, I don't know about unexpected. Well, Bill Polian, he was he, he was like he said right here. When Mr. Dundon took it over, it was a belief of my co-founder, Charlie Eversole, and myself that we would finish the season, pay our creditors, and make the necessary adjustment to move forward in a manner that make economic sense for all. So he, he kind of felt like they, it wasn't making any money the first year, and that they are going to keep trying to do it. Bill Polian is a really good football mind, which was, it was, I think they had a really good product out there. And I, I think they could have, they had... They had star potential. They had Johnny Menzel. Like, did you see what they had the mic'd up like in the middle of the game? Like, it was live. That was that was cool. And even uh, Jake Spavado was talking like that's just how he is. He talks trash. 
and you get to see it. And I, I really like these developmental leagues, and they're just they're cool because you can try out new things you wouldn't do like in a more conservative league like the NFL. But that's the difference, though, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's not really a developmental league; it's like a league all of its own. Because it's not like yeah. the farm system mm-hmm. in baseball. Yeah, it's not like arena <laughs> football because that's like a thing that just like peters out on its own anyway. But why not? Why can't it be a developmental league? I I really think I, no, I really, I'm sure it can. I'm sure it can. And My biggest thing was like you know. The XFL is going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Alliance was going to happen or set to happen to like this year. Mm-hmm. Why not push back the alliance stuff? Merge both, you know. Yeah. Have an XFL v AAF. Yeah. So this this will lead to my hot take that XFL is going to work. I don't it's, know if that's hot. Is it hot or is it lukewarm? Uh, it's like microwaved. <laughs> or, or is it too hot? It, it was hot at some point. Is it just hot on the outside and like in the inside? It's kind of cold, like a hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like it's exactly. And it, like the the. Inside but what's your what's your frozen. point? It, it I I just think it's it's a great move. There's a lot of more money invested in it. Uh, what's it called? Vince McMahon. He already put he's putting five hundred million dollars in it for the first year. This is his second chance. He's a really good businessman. He knows what he's doing. And I've he's, heard that campaign slogan before. <laughs> but no, but here's the difference. He's surrounded people that know the sport. Professional wrestlers. Yeah, this no, <laughs> you know, his head CEO is Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck is he's been associated with the NFL. He was with the Canadian Football League. Any relation to Andrew Luck? Yeah, that's his dad. Exactly. Yeah. Like he knows what he's doing. Um originally when they were pitching the XFL, they were just like, this is the alt- alternative to the NFL. Like it, they're they're doing all this stuff, but it was it was all big game. Like he he just wanted. That's another thing, brand recognition. People know the XFL. I watched the XFL games back when they're on. They're entertaining. It was different. It was it was kind of like watching a. I, I never saw USFL. I'll just read a book about it, but it's very similar to it, to like how they describe it. It was just like they they would do interviews in the middle of the game. Like they would, they would have like. Uh, like sideline interviews with players, set a win for after the game. They're trying all these new things. And I think when you put that much money into it, you surround them with a bunch of football guys that know what they're doing, like CEOs, not just like, oh, I'm going to bring this ex-football player. I'm going to bring Shen Sharp to help me run a business. No, it doesn't work like that. You bring in those CEOs, like, why does the NFL work? Okay, well, we have a guy that knows why the NFL works. And then you have the money to back you up. He's... This is, I don't think he can, it would be really disappointing to see him fail twice at making football again. And, and another thing is people are watching the AAF games. People want football all year long. It's the most entertaining, like Americans just love football. That's just how it is. Why not give them more? And also you, you have the money to bring in star players now. $500 million? You, you tell me you can't bring in some, some guy that's coming out of, uh, I'm not saying they're going to be taking NFL players, but... Maybe there's some guys that are like teetering on being NFL. Maybe they'll get paid more as a like instead of being on a practice squad, you could be a star running back in the XFL or even a backup. Yeah, money is money. You got to yeah, get it while you can. Um, and what they did in the USFL was they they would get these star players like they had Herschel Walker. They paid him like back then it was paid him a million dollars to go play for the New Jersey Generals. Like he was, and like everyone else made kind of nothing for money but like they would every, like they had every like they had Jim Kelly with the with the uh Houston Gamblers like they they brought in those the those star players it was working for a while until uh Donald Trump went in and ruined it and I'm not going to get political but he ruined 
the USFL, which was successful for the time, and then it just they tried to move it to the fall. It didn't work in the fall because they're competing with the NFL. They should just slept at a spring game. Leave XFL is going to be a spring game. It's going to work. I'm telling you right now. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah, dude. What, what, do you have any? I don't know. I just like being, you know, like sports are seasonal. Yeah. I like it, you know. Mm-hmm. You start off the year with, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm going based on academic school year. Mm-hmm. You know, football starts. And yeah. then, you know, you have soccer and you have other things going on all the time, too. But as soon as football's over, what do you start paying attention to? Basketball. basketball. Yeah. As soon as basketball's over, or at least at the collegiate level, you know, because professionally just lasts yeah. forever. Yeah. But uh, you start paying attention to baseball. Yeah. After baseball's over, right back to football. And you just keep going like I that. I love it like that. And, and like, I, I love that. But I also like when there's more than one sport being played. In a, in a couple months, all there is going to be is is baseball. And when you think about it, in November, there is football, basketball starts up. The World Series that just ended, who are going into November. So, like, uh, well, actually, when, when's the World Series? It, it's, it's at the end of October, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you have um, you have three sports. You have a game um, seven. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, you have all these sports going on at the same time. But, like, in the springtime... You only have two sports that Americans really care about, and it's basketball and the thousand playoff games that they play, and and like and it will be early, like early in the playoffs. It's not really entertaining. And there's another take I have: NBA playoffs are awful. They really are. <laughs> so you can have you can one day you could be watching basketball playoffs if you care about it. Then you have early baseball games where the games are are meaningless. And then you can have an XFL game where they only have like 10 games. So every game means something. So you have meaningful football going on. Until you compare it with the NFL, though. And then you don't have some, to some to of those NFL. don't really mean a whole lot. Uh, I don't know when about you com- that. I don't know. Any it's Dallas like, Cowboys game, any you know Arizona Cardinals game matters way more than this developmental league. Oh, of course it does. I'm not saying it's going to be better than the NFL. Of course it's not. But I, I, that's a different – that's what I love about football is like you only play once a week. It's not like baseball. Like, you watch a game and they lose. You're, you're not that upset about it. I know being a Cowboys fan, when they lose, it like it ruins my week for three days. But when they win, it, it, it's great for – like, you get to celebrate a win for a whole week. It's just – it's great. Like, you get to plan your whole day. Like, Sundays, I'm, I, I tell everyone, I'm watching football. Don't bother me. I have another theory for the, the AAF going under two. What's that? It's the Jacob curse again. <laughs> I've heard that. As we soon were... as soon as the basketball team members didn't say hi to me in Jones Dining Hall, oh, what happened? They Start, lost. Started losing. Yeah. And then they didn't get the press passes for the AAF. No, I, I went through the entire credential process for the AAF, got my confirmation email, stuff like that. Never heard anything back. Yeah, you know why? Because they didn't have money to give me press passes. No, they, they're like... They didn't have money to buy printer paper or a <laughs> lamination machine. Or fly their players back home. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're like, oh, man, we, we, we got, really got to get those press passes to Jacob. Really, let, Let's just quit. Let's just not do this anymore. I really don't want to make... So that's victim number two. Texas State basketball was one. The AAF is number two. You Who's hear, next? You hear that, baseball? You better, you better treat this man right. <laughs> because he's... He, this curse is real. It's it is two and zero. Oh. The Jacob curse is two and zero. Oh. Just watch out for that. It's true. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, man, I numbers really are hope, numbers. I really hope baseball doesn't do anything to you, like or football. Yeah, 
Oh, football. My crawfish better be seasoned, <laughs> yeah, athletics. It better be seasoned. I'm coming for you. Uh, what did you feel about, and this was a few weeks ago, where they made, uh, I'm going back to football, the Thursday game. How, remember, everyone was like... Oh, yeah, the A&M Thursday game. The A&M Thursday um, opening game, which I think is... Because it was going to be the season opener for, for a and Well, Texas State, obviously, too. But yeah. the season home opener for A&M and Kyle Field. Yeah. That was going to be huge. Yeah. Absolutely massive. We were already planning stuff over here mm-hmm. for, you know, a possible tailgate or whatever. But mm-hmm. then they announced it to go to Thursday. I don't mm-hmm. know. You texted me. Were you mad? I was not. I, I actually liked the idea. It's... It would be better, I, and I get, I get why everyone was upset about it, because like uh, someone tweeted at me that was alum. They're like, "Well, I have, we've been, we've, we've known about this game for years, and we had all these friends coming into town, and we just made all these plans. I got to change my air flight." And I was just like, "I mean, you got six months. You can change it now. Change, but it, it, it kind of, it's not good for the students because students have class on Thursdays, so they would have." Uh, college stations of what? Uh, two and a half hours? Three hours from here? From here? Yeah. How far is it? I never drive down there. 245? I think it's the same as going to Houston. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do in college stations? Disgusting town. Go to Northgate? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather stay here. Um, but yeah, it would be... The reason I think it's great is there's not a lot of games on Thursdays. It's the kickoff of, of the season. I watch all the Thursday games. I'm, I'm a football nerd, so I watch all the... All these, all these games. You know who it's not good for? Texas A&M. It's not good for the university star sports editor, Jacob Rodriguez, who has to drive to College Station on probably a Wednesday night or something, you know, and stay with my cousin, who's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> then I have to, you know, go to the game, cover it, obviously, mm-hmm. right on deadline, get it onto the website. Uh, still staying with my cousin the whole time, who's probably going to either, one, make me pay for food, two, pay for drinks at Northgate, or three, I don't know, do something else. Hey, hey, Jacob's cousin, how about you you, you treat him like a guest, all right? Yeah. Her name is Danny Benavidez. She's Danny Benavidez. <laughs> Just like a, a major It's the col- third time these, these teams have played together, too. Is it? Yeah. Uh, what are they? Third time. I can pull up the stats, Texas, too. Just give me a second. Texas State, I'm assuming they're 0-3 against A&M. I, 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 2-0 against A&M. 2-0. Ma- imagine. Oh, this is the third time. <laughs> yeah, this is the third time. Yeah, so, like, it's... For a mid-major like Texas State, I think it's great. But when a D one like where a major school like Texas A and M, one of the richest schools in the country, they got to play on Thursday night on on like they don't even get to have a, that Saturday night on the SEC network. On the SEC network, I'd be pissed if I was at A and M. Like really, we we gotta we gotta play on Thursday night. That's an SEC decision though. That's definitely an SEC decision. Because SEC is like, oh yeah. Let's Nobody play. listens to the Sunbelt and conversations like that. Yeah. Oh, I, we can have it on ESPN Plus. Would would it? Don't broadcast it, my game on ESPN Plus. Actually. Would it be on ESPN Plus if it was on Saturday? Oh, who knows? Uh, it would probably. It'd probably be on the main channel would, if it was on Saturday. No, I don't think so. ESPN two at least. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? There's big. The Ohio, the Ohio State one. Texas plays LSU Saturday night. You don't think that's going to, like, well, of course, that'll be an ABC or Fox. There's so many different. Uh, anyway, uh, August 9th, or August 29th, excuse me, at Kyle Field, 7.30 p.m., it'll be broadcast on the SEC Network. Previous games before, be, between the two teams span back to 1919 and 2005, when, respectively, between those years, the Aggies beat the Bobcats in a 28-0 to, to shutout mm. and then a 44-31 to win. 
Whoa, 4131? That's not bad. Is that 2005, 4131? Yep. Because no one scored 41 points back in 1919. No, of course I mean, not. They didn't throw the ball back then. That was still when, you know, student organizations <laughs> like were like, hey, do you want to play this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just they just picked up their phone, their phone, their rotary phone. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Texas State. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pressing news from Texas <laughs> yeah. State. We want to play you. Right off the wire. <laughs> literally taking it off the wire. <laughs> That'll be fun, though, regardless. Oh, man. Uh, Even I'm, if I have to stay with my cousin Danny. I'll be a New, York, New York State fan. That's kind of a disappointing thing. I, I would really want to go. You got to fly in, Sean. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> you got to broadcast it on the SEC Network, Sean. I'm, I'm going to be live tweeting. I drank all this coffee. I'm all amped up. I'm ready. I don't know what you're going to do with all that energy, Sean, because this podcast is just about over. I'm going to drive home, put on my headphones. I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to yell at all my sports takes, <laughs> usually at my brother. That should be fun. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get ready for the three-game series happening over at the Bobcat Ballpark over the weekend, starting Friday against Troy, and we'll see you guys later. This has been Cats Got Our Tongues. I'm Jacob Rodriguez, and he's Sean. Yeah.